Good morning, everybody. Hopefully you are having an outstanding Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Uh, I made some adjustments today, so that will make it a little bit more interesting, I guess, for me. Anyways, let me try to get everything lined up, because apparently I made a mistake this morning. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host, Dwayne. I'm not an attorney, nor am I a therapist. I'm an individual much like you who's gone through a rough experience, developed some techniques that I had to use myself to get my life back, minimize the drama, repair the damage with my kids, and just get my life back. And I share that with you to help you do the same. Remember, only a licensed professional can diagnose an individual with a personality disorder. So leave that to the professionals. Absolutely learn about what goes on in these scenarios so you understand how to deal with these type of people, so you can recognize the characteristics, utilize the traits that, that are effective against those folks, or to interact with them, and don't squander your credibility by going out there and telling people that you figured it out, you know what they are. <laughs> if you like what's going on here and you want to support the channel, consider becoming a channel member. Scroll on down below, hit the join button, and when you do, you get special badges, custom emojis, and your names listed in the credits, access to member-only events, and a member-only Discord area. If you want to get a text notification when I go live, and that should have gone out today, just text DSD Live, all one word, to 844-598-0012, and that will get you on that SMS list. And when we get into the discussions, if you want to call in and participate, the phone number is one 373 5483-1424-DSD-LIVE, or if you're outside of the United States or it's just too expensive of a call, there's a web interface that you can also utilize to get into the show. And on that, you know, it that went fast today. <laughs> uh, anyways, hopefully you guys are doing well. i got a couple people in here. Uh, if the text notification went out, Please let me know. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I reconfigured my system to automatically set my devices into uh, the Apple calls it focus mode, but basically do not disturb. So that was automatically set. So I do see the text went out. Anyways, hopefully you guys are doing outstanding this morning. I am dragging, but I do have my coffee. So hopefully you have you have something as well to help get your day started. I see a couple people in the comments. One thing I want to say is if, if you want to get a hold of me uh, as I get wrapped up in my cords, just do, if you're on a computer, do at DSD. That'll highlight my name and put a question in there. Looks like moderator Debbie is in the, uh, in the show, so that's outstanding. So I am going to jump into the topic. This came up yesterday. Let me see if I can hit the right... If I can hit the correct button, Cy Scooby, who's been with us for a long time, says, tell us about taking back your power from the evil beings. And this, this, is, a great, this is a great discussion point. And I think it's something that we all struggle with. And the interesting part about this is there really is a way for us to take our power back. And the sad reality is we really do give a lot of our power away. We just hand it to them. You know, 
I'm like, here you go, take it all. And a lot of it's wrapped up around kind of with what, let me pull this back up, kind of with what she was saying and how it was said, right? Tell us about taking your power back from the evil beings. There's a bunch of smiley faces, but let, let's say for a moment that that isn't like, hey, tell us how, how take, ta- hey, tell us about taking the power back from these evil beings, as opposed to tell us how to take the power back from these evil, you know, beep, 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 beings. And anger is a big part of that. Coming to terms with the emotions all associated with this and finding a path to effectively deal with those is really critical. And you may be saying, especially if you're early into this, it's like, well, what, what, what in the world does that even mean? Well, when you're in the mind space or the head space that you are so fixated and focused on that other person, every waking moment is ruminating about the past, being irritated about what, what happened, what they've done, what's, what, what drama they have caused, and you find yourself, and I was in this case, you find yourself, you know, you wake up in the morning and all you're thinking about all day is that person in this, in the scenario and you go to bed and it's lather, rinse and, re- and repeat. And if you're really lucky, <laughs> if the odds are forever in your favor, you also have really crappy dreams that just perpetuate that. So you do not get a break. Well, effectively, when you're in that mode, when you're in that mindset, where you're constantly giving your power, your thoughts, your energy, your emotion to the other person, they have captured you. Even if they're not even around anymore. Let's say you had a bad experience, someone ran you out of town, you're living in a completely different location, and you're spending every waking moment thinking about somebody who doesn't care about you. And it's like an energy vampire. You're, you're, you're providing them that sweet, sweet narcissistic supply. And they don't have to do anything. It's like a, a, I don't know why I used to say this. I used to say a self-licking ice cream cone. I don't even know where I got that from. If anyone's old like me and that sounds familiar, let me know where that came from. I come up with some really weird sayings sometimes. But the thing is, is that when you are fixated on, I thought that was off the screen. When you're fixated on them, you are trapped to them and with them. And this part, this transitional phase in this entire process, there's a lot of complicated parts in it, but this is a really tough one. And this one took me a long time. And as Sai is talking right here, I remember probably about six months, maybe a year period of time where every day I'm like, how do I break free from this? Hence the name of the podcast. How do I break free from thinking of this and ruminating about this in every waking moment? It's, it, it just drives you crazy. The wise chat manager says, uh, don't let them live in your mind rent free. See, and, what, what, why, and that's a great comment, Wise. And, and what I'll say on that, or add to that, when you realize that this is what's happening and you're letting them live in your mind rent-free and you're giving them free space, it, when you're trying to push it out of your mind and you're trying to take the power back, if you kind of remember this type of comment that Wise just 
threw up on the screen for people who were on the audio version listening to this uh, and reading are watching this in the replay. It can be very empowering when you realize that just little acts of defiance, right? Like, like even just saying, I am not going to let them live in my mind anymore. That can help perpetuate or help you continue down that path of purging them out of your life and, and which, which ultimately facilitates you taking your life back. That is my semi-quick version on that. Just if I can hide that. That did not work. <laughs> Great. Some of my buttons don't work. It's not right. All right, let me close it. I wonder why that didn't work. That's weird. Hmm. Very interesting. All right, let's see. It looks like there's a couple of comments. Uh, Bianca says, love the topic. I say take your power back with my children, age five and eight, all the time. Walk away, do something else. Need to take my own advice. And, you know, and that that comment right there is actually pretty powerful, too, because. Again, I've said this before, a lot of the answers to all of this are incredibly simple and straightforward. However, when you add the emotion into it and you add in what the you know, what the effect of the person doing whatever towards you or to you, to your kids, depending on what the scenario is. It's really hard. Like I said, I mean, I spent a good year, you know, probably a good year. I'm just tired of being connected and wrapped up into the to to that person. But every day I couldn't do it. I had to hit effectively hit emotional rock bottom to get to the point that I was able to finally, finally say enough. You know, I mean, it was and it was one of those things where it kind of just happened one day, one day I, I finally literally, you know, woke up and then figuratively woke up and was able to say, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. If I don't break free from this, if I don't take my power back, I'm going to effectively die or it's going to ruin my life. And that, unfortunately, is the sad reality of this. Let's see. I see a call coming in. So I'll grab this in a, in a, in a second. So let me double check and see what else folks were saying in the comments before I do that. Oh, Bianca said, I got the text reminder. Good. I'm glad that worked. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Oh, man. John, John Boston says, you can't give your power away. It will drag you down big time. Yeah, and it's crazy, right? Because it's then we're effectively contributing to our own demise, you know, and, 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 the, and the other sad reality of this is that I think everyone here, even if you're, if you're early on to it, then you're experiencing it and you're living it. Or if you're beyond it and you, you have, you've gone through it and you've hit that emotional bottom and you finally you know, are moving toward the other side, it, uh, it's, it's one of those things that's really tough and it will drag you down. It was absolutely dragging me down into the pit of hell. All right, I am going to attempt, I'm going to attempt to uh, hit the button, which didn't work. (laughs) 
Oh, hold on. I also realize I need to change my uh, my speakers. So let me do it manually. Hello, welcome to the show. Is this Heidi? Hey, Heidi, how's it going? Are we live? We are live. You are on the air. I am so excited, and thank you so much for all you do. You know how much I support you, and thank you, and Alex, and all that, all that stuff. And um, you're right. I mean, I it's bizarre because I'm like 12 years close to free, and uh, I, I just feel like I I, I hit that. Like I'm, I'm having nightmares and all those things, and it's like, where did this come from? You know. And it's like, you know, getting out of that hole and having the support of you and, and every, you know, every, everyone else is very helpful, but digging yourself deep out of that hole is very difficult. So yeah. my question to you is, how do you do it? You know, great question. And um, actually, you know what? I am, let me, you, you probably have seen this before, but I'm going to throw it up on the screen. I'm on my main YouTube page. If you scroll down the, the first playlist, which is mindset for narcissistic abuse recovery, this set of videos yeah. and they're the old videos is kind of the framework for it. I mean, if you have kids hybrid, no contact, obviously is critically important. And then it's, it's like the absolute thinking of, of recognizing what you're dealing with and reminding yourself of that, right? So that gives you the reason why you're in, why this is happening. Because a lot of time, I think a lot of times, we all get caught in the in the scenario where we're just like, why is this so bad? Why did this happen? What you know? It's like it doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense. It, it it it's insane what we're going through. It's great they make me behavior. I mean, yeah, 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 and, and they do and they do a great job with it, right? Because we're all here <laughs> trying to recover oh, yeah. from being not crazy. And then, I mean, so, and then, so like this, I mean, right? it's like you, you do the, I mean, so I would recommend you go back through and anybody going through this, go back through that, that playlist. Cause I set these videos up kind of in the order that, that I thought would help that kind of helped me in my process is first was the absolute thinking, like recognizing what I'm dealing with. Like, I know I say don't diagnose people, but if you think or strongly suspect, suspect that somebody has an issue just in your mind, in your mind personally, be like that person is NPD. Like for me, I was like, my that my ex is you know and is not has diagnosed blah 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 blah. Like whatever. Right? Yeah, whatever right. it is. But to myself, right? I, so I, I, I I've gone there. Okay. Yeah. And I, then I did that. Black hole thinking. Part of that is then you got to stop ruminating about what they're doing and thinking about you know it's like well you know they're not they're not upset they're not affected they're living their best life they have they have a new relationship they bought mm -hmm. a new car or they are are conversely they're not doing anything they have no responsibility and no consequences you got to get you got to kind of drill it into your head to stop basically thinking about them and then the rest of these videos you know you just hit on it like you're in love with the illusion don't reach out uh, don't get sucked back in because most of the time they will try to pull you back in. Maybe not with a complete Hoover, but just enough to try to get you to think about them. I mean, if they think that you're getting, get moving on 90% of the time, they're going to go like, Hey, look at me. Hey, I'll go full screen. You know, Hey, look at me. Uh, oh, you, you forgot about me. Oh, think about me here. Let me send you a text or let me send uh, something over or let me try to get you to, to get sucked back in. And then having bad days, I'll go back over here as you can see it. So it, it, the part of it, the real reality of it is that it's, it's an iterative process 
that unfortunately is a struggle. The other thing that was incredibly helpful for me is uh, on my resources page. And I honestly, in a million years, I would have never, ever, 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 ever expected that I would have even entertained one therapy. Therapy, I found a good trauma therapist that helped. Yeah. Uh, this rebuilding bu uh, book, Rebuilding When Your Relationship Ends by Bruce Fisher and Robert Alberti was really helpful. But honestly, I think one of the yeah. things that really helped drive it into my subconscious were these were these crazy hypnosis files. And I never thought I would have ever even considered using that. And I would listen to like this. I have listed on the pack, and I'm not sure if they completely have them. Um, I, I mean, I'm this was probably eight years ago now. But, uh, you know, mend your broken heart, getting over divorce, letting it go. I mean, I would listen to the I would listen to uh, that and unrequited love daily. I mean, I would get up in the morning. Unrequited love, yeah. I, I'd, I'd get up in the morning sure. and I would play it in the when I was at work. And if I had a break, I'd sit in, you know, sit in my car or sit in my office, shut the door and play it and just drill this crap into my head. And, and the really frustrating part, I guess, is that after about a month of doing all of those things together, that's when I started to see improvements. And unfortunately, it wasn't like massive. It wasn't like I woke up one day and it was like, oh my God, I feel like a thousand dollars, you know, a million bucks or whatever. It was, it was like after a month, the way it, mani way it manifested for me is I would like at the start, like a month before I get up in the morning and like all, well, maybe three few months before, like, you know, I would get up and all day and all week would be thinking and ruminating about the scenario, the scenario, sorry, scenario. I was going to say situation. <laughs> I was trying to say scenario and situation together. And that was a train wreck, but any, anyways, so no, but what, what would happen is, is I would, I would, I would started doing that. Right. So every morning I would do it. Then I would start doing the absolute thinking and I would listen to those things. And I'm like, no. This is happening because, you know, NPD and yada, yada. And what I started to notice right. after about a month is that instead of 100% of my time focused on basically driving energies towards, in my situation, the X, it turned into 95% of the time it was doing it. And there, was, there, there started to be good moments, right? And initially, they started out to where I'd have like little moments, like maybe a couple of minutes of like a glimpse of the other side of this and then something would happen. It would drive me back down. And then it, it just slowly started to increase, you know, after a while it was like, Oh wow. Hey, I, I haven't thought about the X in a, in a few hours. Right. And then as I'm thinking about it, that drug sucks me, <laughs> drives me back down. And that's the thing. It's, it's one of those things that you have to actively work on it. Right. If you don't, if you do not put in the work and you do not actively do some of uh, what I'm talking about there and you won't the, get the results. Yeah, you yeah, you you won't. I mean, you absolutely and, and won't. And here's, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. I, it, and this is truth. And and I know I'm on Dad's channel, but you know it happens. Like, so it was a severe GB, whatever case, blah blah. And I and I like went through twelve step. I mean, I went through everything. And I and we were free. My daughter and I were free. 2018. He, you know, if they call it whatever they call it, it's really truly abduction during. Because I filed paperwork that happened in 2018. I didn't get her back until 2020. And then we're dealing with all the COVID and all this, yeah. the therapy, all that. 
And then June 10th um, of 2022, he came in, assaulted me again. And I don't even have the balls to even, because I know if, if something happens to me, it's going to be worse for her. What's he do? He puts on a one-way plane ticket elsewhere. And I, and so I'm like, man, like, you can't, like, this cycle has to stop, you know? Like, we were, the, the minute I get on my feet is the minute, you know, I, I, I kept myself, like, I never put my daughter in a position that was unhealthy. I never dated. I, you know, I was working a single mom, whatever. And, I mean, I have just been so screwed by the system. And yeah. so it's like, I'm like, dang, you know, but I can't let myself fall back into that whole, you know, poor me, poor me syndrome or whatever. Yeah. But, and I'm, I'm in a healthy relationship and I'm very happy for you and Deb, by the way, um, as Thank well, you. but it's, but well, you're welcome. You deserve it. And as do I. And, Absolutely. Um, but I've got to, I've got to now, I've got to go back to court now and now i have nothing left i mean this guy has like burned me on every angle okay whatever we're i'm not too worried about that i'm worried about like that whole family dynamic is so toxic like it would make it would it would make you actually literally be sick and so now i'm just trying to like get my mental health in order and just go and file and do it you know right but here i have a kid now that is gone. I had I had no usage of my right hand for about three weeks, which is not okay. Mm-hmm. But I know if I if I do certain things, who's gonna get who's gonna get abused? It's gonna be my kids. And so that's where I'm having a hard time. So so here my poor kid. Right. And, and, and the sad yeah. reality is is having children with these people is the worst because there's yeah. that, that, that connection you just can't break free from. So let me just make sure I understand what you're saying. So you, right now you are not seeing your, your child, your daughter, and they're with their dad a hundred percent of the time. Is that what you're saying? Well, so what happened is, yeah, we went to, uh, I filed paperwork just because he was not following orders. It gives you split. Then in 2020 COVID hit and then, you know, you know, the, the amount of mediation and settlements that he would not show up to, yeah. you know, you know what that's like, they just, they will never do it. I mean, you, you know, you and I both know what else went yeah. through. Same thing here. And so then I, um, so then he files an emergency, blah, 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 bullshit crap. And then my attorney ends up like, even though he's been paid in full, he gets off the case because he's a settler, not a litigator, which is fine. And then I end up in some like twilight zone of a COVID like online by myself. And my attorney tells me like who I, who was not my attorney, but I still like, I didn't want to cross. I didn't want to burn any bridges at that time. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Oh, you could just, you could just PDF everything over to the, to the you know, district. Um, judge that, you know, during your hearing. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I get there. It's Chin's case, Pearl Chin's case from like 2012. Sure shit. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm like, and so then all this happens. So then he he gets full everything, right? Go to reunification. He shows up, drunk, stoned, high, whatever. Um, the therapist, the reunification therapist, who I actually like, but she she lost her license a few times. I'm not going to mention names, but I actually liked her, and she did. And we, my daughter and I are, are good. Right, like we're we're solid. Good. And I mean, we can watch that. We could watch Bad Moms like as a joke. Like that's how hysterical. Those the whole process is for us. But then he just will not. Like he truly is so delusional that he truly believes that he is the only parent. Like he does not. There is no there there. If you know Chris, you and I both know Chris. We love her. Yeah, she's awesome. There's no there there. There is like no one home. And it, I'm dealing with that. And it, it's like, yeah. And I, I can't take, I can't take the verbal, I, I can't take the abuse anymore. I'm being totally honest. I can't. Like, I am done. After 17 years, I, I mean, I cut date and I, and I, I left that guy within like a year of having, having my daughter. So we were only married for like a year, let's say, a year or two. This guy will not stop. They I'm don't. They don't. Well, okay, so how how often do you see your child now? What, what so what's your what's your custody arrangement right well, now? Uh, nothing. He, he's got full everything. I'm supposed to go in and, and do everything, but I know the minute I do, I file anything. This is I, I this is like when God says don't like. How old your How old like your here. kid? How old is your child? She just turned. She just turned fourteen. She was taken at ten. Got her back at 12, went to reunification, and I was supposed to go back to court, but I was too afraid because I was doing it all by myself. Right, right. And I didn't know where to start. You know how that goes. And then, oh, yeah. and then, um, and then June, and then I'm like, okay, cool. I want to like at least like, you know. So it happened on June 10th this year. My dog had a seizure and, um, and he's already killed my dog. I mean, he killed my dog. I mean, this guy is like, this guy's an FBI record. I mean, this guy should even, like, this guy should be incarcerated. Yeah. And, but because I am a, I'm, I'm, I lost my father. I have no daddy issues, but I'm just, I have a happy life and everything works out great. But I would never want to take away the relationship of her dad. Like, that's just not how I roll, you know? But I'm at a point now where for the health and the sanity of both of us, she's failing, you know, everything. She's a hot mess. I mean, I mean, we're looking at bleeding. We're looking at all kinds of stuff now. Well, right? so let me ask you this. And, are, are you, uh, so you are planning on going back to court to get some time back with your daughter, correct? Are you, are you, are you yeah, not sure? I, Oh, I'm doing it, but I'm okay. I'm so afraid of doing it. I'm working I'm working with like in Colorado it's just it's it's a money state. It's not really like a dad versus mom thing. Mm -hmm. I, I was a breadwinner, so that's really what it comes down to kinda of, sorta. Yep. But you know, I'm just trying to figure out the best appropriate measures in terms of how to go about it. Because I don't wanna just like waltz in and get like the civil protection order and if i start doing these, these reports and and what the family has always used you know what what i would say is important. i mean 
it seems like you've tried that type of approach before and it hasn't worked for you. So I don't, what do I mean, you mean? well, what I mean is, is that with the, the protective order type thing and, and because it sounds like, oh, he, no, I, yeah, that, and he chucked me, he chucked me out. He chucked me out 2000. This would be now. Did you, did you uh, file anything against that? Oh yeah. Did he file okay. that order? No, that was in 2011. And, and whenever, okay. And, and then you, from then on, he's been using CPS and his entire family uses it because they know how to work the system. Okay. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. So what I mean is, is you've tried to, to, this is, I mean, not completely the same, but very similar. I think with all of us, we all go in thinking, okay, well, we're going to tell our story. The system's going to be fair. They're going to see it and they're going to be fair. And what you've experienced from what I'm gathered on this call so far is that hasn't been the case, which is kind of what happens to everybody, right? We go in, we think they're going to see it. And then the next thing we know, we get whacked upside the head and it's like, what the hell just happened? So what I'm getting at is you trying to use a system in that way hasn't worked. So I would, I would encourage you to pivot and change the focus, right? I mean, like, so just, I mean, basically go back. And instead of bringing this other stuff up, just focus because it hasn't worked. It, focus on, hey, you know, I need to be in my daughter's life. This isn't appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, we need some type of time, whether it's, you know, back to what the custody was before or some type of thing where you get some time. Now, are you guys in the same area or did you say you're in a different state now? No. So uh, so we, you, you, I mean, you, go, you could effectively do 50-50. You're close enough. No, we're not. No, okay. no. Because what happened? I, I ended up, I ended up like, it was like, when you almost get killed, I mean, you just stop. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? I, and so um, I moved to a, within the same, originally I moved within the same county. Mm-hmm. Then I, of course, because you get so screwed financially okay. if you're the breadwinner. All right. I had to live with my parents. Right. Let me just, okay, because so, we're, we're, we'll run out of time here pretty quick. Oh. So let me just say this, yeah, right? So, okay. So you don't have a scenario. And th- what I was getting at is you don't have a scenario to where 50-50 custody would make sense. So what you have to do is say, okay, whatever does make sense. Right. So if it turns out to be like, okay, you know, if you guys are far enough away to where you get, ex- you know, like the summers and extended holidays, I mean, try to get the normal thing. Cause what you're, what are you going for right now is reoccurring time with your kids so that you can start helping them, give them a, a kind of like a safe space almost to, to be able to have a, a break from the chaos. And that's, and I would say be try if you can, I know emotional, see, I know for me personally, going back to court and going into a major slug out battle would be really tough emotionally for me. I mean, I may, I may, I may come across as calm, cool and collected on YouTube, but I mean, the reality is this stuff is incredibly stressful. So what I would say is this, if you can, if you can afford and pay an attorney to, to think about this on a more reoccurring basis, do it that way. If that's not the case and you have to represent yourself, then just really try to put yourself in a very pragmatic, almost disconnected to where you're thinking about the scenario, not as if it's your case, but as if almost as if it's someone else's and go in and try the best. And if you get, get, I mean, the, the re, reality is, and I think part of what the, the fear and what you're struggling with is, you know, even if you win, you're going to lose. 
because they're not going to go away. You're not going to go in and have some victory and your ex isn't going to just slink off into the corner and never bother you again. The likelihood that that is going to happen is pretty damn low. Uh, and, but so, I mean, but that's, I mean, but that's the reality. I mean, unfortunately when we have kids, we can't get away from these people. I mean, I to be perfectly honest, full disclosure, my, my youngest has, uh, what less than a little over a year. And I'm counting the days to where I do not have any legal obligation to deal with my ex ever again. You know, I mean, it's just, it, the reality of this crap is real. I mean, it's not, and other people don't understand it. They don't understand, you know, I mean, they probably, I'm sure you've had people. Look at, yeah. 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 Nobody does. It's like, they, they're just like, why can't you just let it go? Oh, you're blowing it out of proportion. Oh, P excuse, excuse, <laughs> excuse that invalidates our experiences and our emotion and our feelings, which makes us feel even like we're losing more like we're losing our minds. And that's, I mean, and that's the approach. I mean, the other thing I would just say in the back of your mind, just keep reminding yourself that every year this is getting closer to being over. I mean, once you once your daughter's 18 and out of high school, unless you're in one of those States where everything continues in, into college, you know, it, it's kind of on her. And if she decides to, you know, pick up and move in with you legally that she can do that. If she decides to stay with dad or to join the military, I mean, she can, you know, do her own thing, but you just got to get to that point. Does that make sense? It does. And thank you. I don't want to hold up, you know, this. I appreciate that. Of course. It's just, you know, it's like emergency time and it's like, gone. I just like watched like one of Alex's video about getting to the emergency situation when you just haven't done anything because you're so afraid. And that, yeah. and that just stops. You know? Yeah, and it's and that's real. I mean, I, I understand just, I, what it, you're it, saying. It, it, I completely it's understand like, it. I agree. It's like I I just can't believe this person is that like unhealthy that just will not stop. Like yeah, they don't. Like you're really gonna weaponize a child? Like uh, really? Like, absolutely. Really gonna, I know. When, when I have like two healthy, when I have two healthy parents live a mile up the road, I have healthy siblings. I have a healthy boyfriend. I, you know, they don't care. I mean, what? They don't care. They don't care. It's just. I know you would. Th you would think. Yeah, time. you would think that they would look at it and go, "Oh my God, I'm hurting my own child." Yes, I love them, and I. Well, you hope that they love their kid, and let let me let yeah. me get them in the most stable environment possible. Nope, they will burn everything to the ground well, just so they, that they can win and they can manipulate they and control care. their own image and narr uh, narrative. It's, it's crazy. Weird. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. And it's like, and so I just like, so I just had to step back, take my emotions out of it. Yeah. And just like go big deep and just say, you know, you got to fight, honey. You got to fight. You yeah. got to, you, you got to fight. Good. And it's just like, it's, and you can't, you know, in the whole victimization role, not, who wants to live like that? No. Oh, absolutely. But you know what? Yeah. Is that, is that, you know, the problem is, is that my kid gets hurt. That's the most important piece. And the most hard, the hardest part on it. All right. And that, that's, that, that's the sadness. So I will let go of this conversation and I will listen. Thank you. Yes. I really appreciate well, and honor what you do and, and, and you, and you have done so much for me. 
So I thank you for that. Well, thanks, thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. All right, let me make, see if my buttons actually work, which I'm sure they won't, because why would they? <laughs> and no, they didn't. All right, so Aaron in Oz says, with total compassion to the caller, I'm hearing a scattered, destabilized thought process caused by narc manipulation that I can very much relate to. I think we all can. You know, and it's, it's, it's frustrating because these people, by the craziness of the scenario and the situation, they, they send us down this path that we kind of, well, not kind of, we basically spiral out of control. And then we start looking like we're the ones with the problem. And the reality is, like the caller was saying, these people do not utilize the same thought process that everyone else uses. Anybody else would feel guilty about what they were doing, about causing this drama, about the hurt that they're causing their children and want to do something different. I mean, I would assume everyone out there listening to this right now has been working on trying to figure out how to make themselves a better person, a better parent, to try to minimize and mitigate the effects all this has on our kids. And, and to be perfectly honest, you know, we are not good at, I mean, we make mistakes. I make mistakes. I've made tons of mistakes throughout this process. I mean, I continue to do, especially if I get in a scenario where I get really tired, really stressed, my nerves get rubbed raw, my ability to deal with this crap starts going down and my fuse gets shorter and shorter and I'm more prone to making mistakes. Now, most of the time nowadays, I can recognize that and I can remove myself from the situation, <clears throat> excuse me, so that I don't cause more problems. But, but hey, there are times, even in the last five years, where I have made mistakes. It's really tough. Well, and I guess I didn't hit the right button. I forgot I have to double hit the button. Um, let me see if I can look at the comments uh, and see where we're at. Heidi says, they never apologize because it's never them. That is so true. They gaslight, they gaslight you. They turn it around and point at you. Uh, I took and took and gave and gave. Then I got sick with cancer and I couldn't be there for them, both physically and financially, and I got discarded. Oh, this is so, this is the reality. And, and the sad part is, is I think most of the time these people will tell you that uh, what they'll do in these scenarios. I mean, I even had mine. She, she uh, at one point, I had hurt my back and she's like, well, you know, if you ever get really hurt and I need to take care of you, that ain't happening. And I kind of thought it was a joke. Later, I realized, oh my God, that was a thousand percent honest. And the sad part is, right? I mean, you, you support somebody and you're thinking that there's loyalty and love and respect and a commitment. And then you realize that it wasn't true. And it, like in this, what Heidi's talking about in this situation whenever you're not fitting their needs. Well, let me say it this way. It's like an energy vampire, right? They feed off of you. And whenever you no longer provide that sweet, sweet, sweet supply, well, then you're, you're, no, you're of no use anymore. And they move on to the next victim. And they, and they don't care what you've done. I mean, hell, that was one of the things I had a frustrating or messed with my head is, 
you know, tw two decades completely supported this person and it was all on a lie. So very, very mind bending experiences we all go through. I Tumblr says you can never show vulnerability in any way against a narc because they will absolutely use it against you. They have zero compassion. Uh, they might pretend to, which will mess with your head, uh, you know, because then you're questioning, well, you know, they're not that bad. They were nice in that one moment. And then, you know, basically do something horrific later. Let's see. Oh, see, I never saw this. Why says, uh, uh, question, uh, the movie Misery comes to mind with the ex taking care of you. You know, I, so here's an interesting thing. This, that movie, uh, Gone Girl, and some of those other ones, I, I, I've never watched. And then when I heard what they were about, I didn't want to watch them. You know, and maybe I should because maybe it would be a good data point to, um, uses an example of, of toxic behavior and, and experiences. But to be perfectly honest, I just don't, I don't like, I don't like watching that type of stuff that, that uh, reminds me of, you know, those scenarios. John says, wow, my ex did the same thing. When I got sick, she told a relative of mine that she wasn't going to stay. At the time, the kids were around four. Same here, two decades of her living for free. Yeah, it's really weird, right? Because, I mean, normally when you hear stuff like that, like when, I, when, when certain things were said, I made a joke out of it because I was like, oh, that ain't true. You know, I mean, because I was thinking, well, if something happened, I mean, I'm not going anywhere. And, and you know what? And I want to take that as a moment, and maybe this will be self-serving, but uh, I, I just want to... I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about this. I think it was a friend. I can't remember who I was talking to, but for me, you know, after the two decades when the marriage was falling apart, had the ex said to me, let me get this off the screen. Had the ex said to me, came in and said, Twain, I'm sorry, but I have this diagnosed personality disorder and this is what it means and these are the reasons why I've done things the way I've done them for the last 20 years and the, you know and there's probably limited opportunity for this to get better if it would have played out that way more than likely I would have stuck around I would have definitely stuck around longer because for better or worse right Fortunately, and I say fortunately because it was the only way that it gave me the wiggle room to be able to get out of this relationship. And for anyone who doesn't know, I'm actually the one that filed. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And the reason I got to that point is because she was effectively telling me with her words and her actions that she didn't give a crap about me, that she never did. And the entire two-decade relationship was a farce. Now she would deny that. And every once in a while in the past, not, we don't talk anymore, so it's not now, but you know, in the first five years or so, there were times where, of course I love you. I can't believe that you say I never loved you, you know, that whatever. And, and that would screw with my head in the beginning. But anyways, my point is this, because she had set up a scenario 
that with her answers saying, no, you know, everything you're saying is all crap. I, you know, I didn't like you and what she did. And then she was really trying to just be mean, but basically she was saying, well, you know, I don't want to really be with you physically uh, because you're not attractive. You're, you know, you're hit, you know, you're, you're bad at this and that. And I mean, just, just cruel, 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 cruel comments. And the way she said it, it, I'm like, okay, if what you're telling me is true, this change happened within three to four months of us being married. So then I have to take that back to then when I was the, you know, best, I mean, what I was a 19, 20 years old, the best shape of my life, just out of basic training. And, uh, and I was just like, I was just like, Oh my God, you're effectively telling me that you never cared about me. And that was how I was able to finally break free from that. So I don't know if anyone can relate to that or not. Let's see. Uh, POP said was just Googling the gone girl uh, must watch for everyone, but, but, but basically be prepared to be, or prepared to be triggered the entire movie. And man, that is one of the reasons why I have not wanted to watch that movie. All right, I have another call coming in. So let me clear this off the screen. I don't even know if I should try the button, but I will. I will try the button. Yeah, absolutely didn't work. Hello, welcome to the show. Hi, Dwayne. It's Bianca. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. I'm on my way to work. I wanted to call in because I've been thinking about your topic this morning a lot lately. And yeah, taking the power back. It's a little bit of a paradox to think that letting go is actually taking the power back. It you is. Know? It is. It's hard to wrap your head around that, but that is actually true. I think it is true. I think that's what's so hard about it is that you get wrapped back in thinking that your death grip on the situation or or whatever is actually the power. But in letting go, I feel like you get the power back. And I think that's what I've struggled with a lot in my own situation and I'm currently kind of in a, a court court situation myself, but I've been thinking about it a lot. And I think that that's, that's power back. You know, and isn't it amazing Bianca, how, how it's so simple, the idea, right? I mean, like, you know, letting go to take your power back. But, you know, when people say that to you, and when people say it to me, oh, you got to just let it go, you know, you're like, I can't, I can't let it go. And then it it takes getting beat down so much from this to where you finally realize that if you don't, it's going to drag you under. You're not going to break free from it. It's, it's, I, I mean, I found that amazing. And I've seen that time and time again with other people that it's just, you have to get to that point where you get to that realization that you really get it right. That, that you wake up one day and you're like, oh, that's why I understand now. And I mean, again, like I was talking about earlier, it took me almost three years to finally get to that point where it's like, Oh, okay. I get it now. So. Yeah. I feel like I'm at about the three year mark myself and I feel like it's starting to sink in for me. (laughs) Um, But I also realized that the death grip or what, you know what I mean? Like the, the 
hanging on is about fear for me where I'm just, I'm so afraid of, you know, losing my children or the the thought that they're going to be harmed in some way. And it's, it's this fear that's way out in the future. Yeah. Um, it's not even really realistic or like, you know what I mean? Like it's just this idea in my head, but living for the moment for today, you can, you can, I can feel like I start to let go a little bit easier when I bring myself back to the reality of today. Well, and it's so tough, um, you know, talking about that fear. I, I, I think that's what catches a lot of us because there is that underlying thought or well, fear that, whatever the ex is saying is going to work out. Are they going to convince the courts that you're a horrible person and take custody? Or they're going to convince the kids that, uh, you know, everything that you were lying or, or whatever. And, and you're constantly thinking about, okay, how do I combat that? You know, what do I need to do? I have to, I right. have to combat it. I have to, I, I have to face it and confront it and deal with it. And the sad reality is, is most of the time it, that is absolutely the worst thing you can do because it makes it, makes it, worse it, you have to be very deliberate on how you do yeah. it and just for everyone uh, watching and listening uh, Bianca and I have I've done a couple collaborations with her and I got on the screen right now her podcast peaceful co-parenting and you're now running a sh you're doing a show on the father's rights movement channel every other Monday correct yeah we just did one last night thanks so much for yeah giving absolutely. me the plug I um <laughs> No, no, no I problem. I feel like um, you do realize maybe it, it takes three years because I'm like at that point, three years, it takes three years for you to realize that what you're, the, the attempt to say control the situation or wield your oh, power, yeah. if you will, don't work. They're not, not going to fix this person. The court can't really help me with with my situation and so yeah. it's like the best thing to do at this point is to let go take the power back and get some peace back in your life absolutely anyway i just wanted to call and yeah, <laughs> say no. good morning Thank, and yeah good morning thanks for sharing that thought i'll have to check out hey who before you go who did you have on who did you have on yesterday who was the guest actually another podcast two podcasters they have a show called how to split a toaster <laughs> and nice. um, it's a great podcast on on divorce and saving relationships that an attorney out of Tampa, Florida does it. And um, it's just a, we, we were talking about letting go of your ego, which in in divorce and, and co-parenting. And so I think there's some parallels here to your topic yeah. this morning. So it was just on my mind. Outstanding. Isn't it crazy how that works, how it seems like? topics just kind of manifest out that are all what and typically it's exactly what people need to hear and it's at the right time the right words a lot of times that's the way it works well have a great day great hearing from you and we definitely have to catch up later you too Dwayne thanks bye bye anyways you guys got to check out Bianca's stuff um let me uh oh now the thing actually worked that's funny so this is the podcast um, I don't know if I can pull up if you guys remember, I, I had uh, shared the link whenever I was on her show. Uh, a few, God, man, it might have been a month ago or not or so. So that was uh, good stuff. Definitely, I'm definitely impressed with the amount of resources that are out. I mean, when I started, I, it felt like to me that like I was the only one. 
that was pro providing content on this topic. And now there's a lot of resources. So the best part about that for you guys is you can pick and choose and find, find the source of information that resonates with you, that helps you to get your life back. Because at least in my mind, that's what this is about. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love for my channel to explode and become super popular and, and you know become my full-time gig. But at the same time, this whole thing was started to help you guys get your lives back if I'm a part of that, outstanding. And if, uh, if, if you move on to someone else and they help you achieve that goal, that's what I want because I remember the dark days of this and absolutely felt that there was zero chance that I was going to be able to, uh, be able to uh, break free from this. So to, every time I hear a story of someone succeeding in that and that experience and getting their life back i am a happy person all right so i'm going to uh, check out some of the comments uh, southern bell rising says i can relate to the caller it is fear for me fear for my child especially i eventually have to accept that i must take this choice for self-preservation and my child and my child needs me guys you know I, Every story is that we all have. There's very, it's very similar, but it's also very personal and very individual. And, and what I mean by that is we aren't, we're the only ones who really know what the best course of action that we can do and that we can take. Now, what I would say is try to remember that for the most part, we are the, we are the single lifeline that our kids have of potentially breaking the cycle on this because if they do not have an alternative view of what the world is, there is a high probability that uh, they will have the daddy issues or the mommy issues or whatever. Like even for me, I mean that, that you'll, you'll enter life basically with these childhood wounds that you're going to take into adulthood and the unfortunate reality is is 90 percent i'm pulling that number out of my butt so you know a a large percentage of the time we are going to replicate that scenario in an attempt to prove to our subconscious that we are worthy of love and that the parent person or whatever was wrong to you know and and that to fix it. But the problem is, is when you go into life with that mindset and that sitting in your, uh, in your subconscious, the reality is, is your picker is messed up. And what you end up finding is the person that best, you know, manifests the same characteristics. You know, it almost be like, let's say hypothetically, you know, you guys have probably heard of like, like the aura color things, right? And I, and I don't know much about this, so if this analogy doesn't work, I apologize. But it's almost like we can look at somebody and we can see the problem that they have. We can see their color. And instead of finding someone that's like a good, you know, is, that we would know is good, we find the person that matches with what the other, what, our, what the source of our, our issues are. And we get in those relationships 
and end up replicating everything to, to learn and grow from it. I wish to, I, I, I so wish that I could have figured this out when I was a child and never experienced this and picked someone better and had that dream relationship and marriage and all that stuff and family uh, as opposed to what, what I'm dealing with and what you guys are all dealing with. So anyways. Oh, Heidi, this is so true. Heidi says, thank you. I accidentally stumbled on your channel. There are no uh, coincidences. That I completely believe. It is crazy how things happen. And it, it's, it's weird, right? I mean, I've, I've come to accept that 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 is uh, that is a true thing, right? So for anybody who that's how that happened, I'm I'm glad you found I'm glad you found me, and I and I hope it helped. Uh, oh God, I was thinking about talking about this. Maybe I'll talk more about this tomorrow. Pop said want to want to hear anti co-parent attended Corbin's funeral. If you guys the the rant video I did the other a, a couple of weeks ago about David uh, Henderson. And that scenario where his his son Corbin was dying of cancer, and he, it, mom was like, "Well, it's my time. You know, you 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 don't have any rights to to see him. So you know, sorry." I shouldn't even say sorry, but I'm being sarcastic. And he had to go to court to force to get time. But anyways, he went on to say they had two separate funerals for Corbin, and it was awkward as you would imagine it would be. And from what I heard from Eric. She, uh, when they did the obituary, didn't even include the dad, like left him off, you know, talked about the, the new family and the new stepfather and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's, these people are sick. You know, I mean, we've talked, it's been kind of the reoccurring theme throughout this, this particular day's show, how they just don't, they, they, they can't stop and just be human. It's really, really, really tough so oh this is a better way to say it i hadn't thought about this uh, defy dad said uh, dsd being on the same or known frequency little new age but i get it yeah i i understand it i don't quite understand like when they're like raise your vibration i don't really i mean i, I get it i understand the concept but i don't understand like the uh, so i'm so is that my frequency then i'm i don't know It'd be neat if you could feel it and see it. I know. I th- apparently some people can. I'm not one of them. Wow, we are run- we are down to the last m- last minute. So let me just double check if there's anything else. Let's see. John says, uh, Dwayne, that is interesting. You mentioned that with childhood. My ex repeated the exactly what her parents did and blew up the family, just like her mom did, and she was a young girl then. And, and the reality is, is that that's exactly what happens, right? I mean, sometimes they break free from it. Sometimes they just replicate it. So on that, I think, I think if I hit the correct buttons in the correct order. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. And I really do want to thank the channel members. Thank you so much to the people that scroll down below, hit the join button, selected a tier, and are supporting the channel uh, through that mechanism 
It really means a lot, and I really appreciate it because you guys help keep the lights on and keep this show going and help keep me dedicated and focused to do this. All right, take care.